0: Hello. As you can see, the background that's behind me is a colonnade. Another way of looking at at this is, is a portico. It's the same meaning, portico and colonnade. Let's take a look at this, how this relates to the archaeology in ancient Israel. So we're looking at the temple model there in the Israeli Museum in Jerusalem. And one thing that you can see is the magnificent colonnade here underneath the royal stoa and also extending all the way around the temple courts here behind the main temple house itself, forming up the western wall. Now we're going to be looking from the west into the temple courts, we can also see the colonnade extending, making the east wall. This eastern section this of the colonnade is called Solomon's colonnade, or another synonym, Solomon's portico. So there was one December in Jesus' day when he walked here that he was in the portico of Solomon, the colonnade of Solomon. Let's take a look at some verses in John chapter 10. We're reading from John chapter 10, and we're taking a look just at the verses of 22 through 23. And at that time, the Feast of Dedication took place at Jerusalem. It was winter, December. And Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon, or in the colonnade of Solomon. Now, we take a look at that word, the Feast of Dedication, and we ask, what does that word actually mean in the ancient Hebrew? So we go to Thayer's Greek lexicon and we find the Greek word that is translated into the English as dedication. The Greek word is eng kahineach. And in the biblical and ecclesiastical writings, it means dedication or consecration, and in Hebrew, it means Hanukkah. This is about the feast of Hanukkah that was instituted by Judas Maccabeus in one sixty four B C, in memory of the cleansing of the table of the temple and the victory against Antiochus Epiphanes. So Jesus is in the portico of Solomon, and he's there on the feast of Hanukkah. And it's fascinating. Let's take a look more at those verses in John chapter 10. Let's continue. In verses 24 through 30, while Jesus is walking with disciples and probably many others, we read and we see the Jews then gathered around him and were saying to him, how long will you keep us a suspense if you are the Christ? Tell us plainly. In other words, if you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works I do in my Father's name, these testify of me. But you do not believe because you are not of my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give eternal life to them, and they, never, and they will never perish. And no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. I and my father are one. So it's the Feast of Hanukkah, and we read about these specific words. Now, Jews then would remember the events of Hanukkah, or the historical events that led to the institution of Hanukkah. They would remember the evil and cruel pagan Greek king, Antiochus the IV Epiphanes, who tried to completely eliminate the Jewish culture, then the Jewish practice of religion, Judaism itself. He desecrated the temple with the abomination of desolation. And on top of that, Antiochus IV Epiphanes declared himself God. Epiphanes means God manifest. He is the manifestation of God in the flesh. Now, modern scholars today, both Messianic Jewish and Christian, they have shown, based upon, for instance, in the book of Daniel, that Antiochus IV Epiphanes was a prototype of the Antichrist. I want you to check this out at the links that you see on the screen. Good articles that will take you in to that study to see how Antiochus IV Epiphanes, he's not the Antichrist, but he's like an Antichrist. He is, He's a model of the Antichrist. So Hanukkah is the victory of the Jewish people when they were just utterly outnumbered by God's grace and God's power to defeat Antiochus IV Epiphanes. This victory was the revolt of the Maccabees led by Judas the Maccabee, Judas the hammer. And the rededication, Hanukkah, dedication, the rededication of God's house. We call it the temple. In Hebrew, it's Beit HaMikdash, the holy dwelling house. So all Jews remember that evil king. And all Jews remember that historical, those historical events that led up to Hanukkah. But it's very interesting. What did Jesus say about himself on Hanukkah? We just read it. I and the Father are one. Let's continue in John chapter 10. So we're now at John 10, verses 31 through 33. And remember, Jesus just said, I and the Father are one. The Jews then picked up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, I showed you many good works from the Father. For which of them are you stoning me? The Jews answered him, for a good work we do not stone you, but for blasphemy. And because you, being a man, make yourself out to be God. Jesus's enemies want to stone him. And stoning in the Jewish culture is basically for blasphemy, and blasphemy is attributing yourself to being God. It's fascinating that Jesus, on Hanukkah, says that he is God. He is one with God, the same as God. And this is something the Jews would remember on Hanukkah when Antiochus the Fourth Epiphanes basically said that he was God. God blessed his people in amazing ways. If you ever wanted to read the story about the revolt of the Maccabees and how Hanukkah actually came up, it, it, it was miraculous. It was like one scholar told me, if Puerto Rico inv- invaded the United States in Florida and defeated the United States within three years, that—that that, I mean, it, it's ridiculous to even think of an army from Puerto Rico defeating the United States. That's, that's what it was like. The defeat of Antiochus IV Epiphanes. And Jesus, he's going to come He's going to come and he's going to defeat the Antichrist. And isn't it interesting that Antiochus IV Epiphanes, clearly by God's own inspiration to his writers, that Antiochus IV Epiphanes is a prototype of the Antichrist. And all of a sudden, Hanukkah seems to be related to the coming of Jesus as king and his defeat of Hasatan, the adversary, Satan, the devil himself, and the Antichrist. These are amazing, amazing connections of how Jesus, God himself, uses Hanukkah to teach us of the coming, of his coming, of his return. There's so much more to this. There are 10 videos on the coming of the king as related to Hanukkah. In other words, how did Jesus, how does God use Hanukkah to teach us now, Jew and Gentile alike, of the return of Jesus and the coming of the king? So when you take a look at the schedule for Hanukkah this year, just to let you know, I have 10 videos. Hanukkah is eight days. And as you can see on the screen, with regards to those eight days and the dates, just to let you know that each day a candle is lit and each day you always light the center candle first. That'll be explained in the videos. And then, for instance, on day number three, for instance, you would light the center candle and then start on the right, going to the left to light the next three candles. So you'd light the center candle, use that flame to light candle one, then candle two, then candle three. And the same thing like on day five, you would light the center candle. Then you'd go to the right, light candle one, then two, then three, then four, and then five, using the flame that you got initially from the center candle. Now, as far as the videos are concerned from Light of Menorah, there are 10 videos. So video number one will de- start on the day before The Lighting of Candle One. That that video will be available at 8 a.m. the day before. The last video, the 10th video, is going to be available the day after Hanukkah. The lesson continues even after the eighth candle. And that will be available on the day after the last day of Hanukkah this year, again at 8 a.m. Matter of fact, all of those videos will be, be available at 8 a.m. in the morning so we're going to see in these vidcasts in these bible studies on hanukkah how jesus god himself uses that feast to teach about his second coming to teach us of his return the coming of the king the coming as lord the coming as god to take the throne of david in Jerusalem to rule and reign forever So we've seen the schedule, we've seen the videos that are coming that will just be, I hope, a way to enhance your understanding of God's word. So one of the things that we recognize is that Hanukkah and Christmas have no real connection. By the way, Hanukkah can be spelled in two different ways and you'll see that on the internet. Both are man made feasts. December 25th basically becomes Christmas, the celebration of Jesus' birth by the Roman Church in about the fourth century AD. And you can read about how Judas Maccabeus, Judas the Maccabee, he said basically this feast of dedication will be held every year forever. Basically, it's man made. 1 Maccabees chapter 4, verses 56 through 59 both are non-biblical December 25th is not mentioned in the Bible yet Jesus' birth is but not December 25th and on top of that first and second Maccabees and the entire events about the Maccabees is in the books of the Apocrypha both happen to be celebrated in December and I begin to wonder if God planned it that way for us both for jew and gentile in these days the festivals are both related to the light hanukkah is the festival of the light and for us jesus is the light of the world both were initiated against paganism december 25th was a substitute for a pagan roman solar celebration hanukkah was to remember the defeat of that pagan Greek evil king and the persecution and control that he had over Israel. And so indeed, we recognize Christmas, the remembrance of Jesus' birth, his first coming when he came to die. And Jesus uses Hanukkah, and you're going to see that in those 10 videos about his return, his return to reign as king of kings and lord of lords. And all of a sudden, we have two man-made feasts, one in the church, one in Judaism. And Jesus is the reason for the season, as he's going to make himself known, both to Jew and Gentile, like. so indeed we will say a blessing as we end off and get ready for Hanukkah Baruch Ata Adonai Eloheinu melech ashir kitshidu be mitzvotav yeshua adoneinu Moshienu, hahor haholam blessed are you Lord our God king of the universe who has sanctified us with his commandments and given us Yeshua, our Lord, our Savior, the light of the world.